0: Welcome back, everybody, to the CNC replay. I'm Noel.
1: I'm Corey, and friends and family. If you were not glued to your couch watching football this weekend, I'm very sorry. And uh, this is just, this is just, I, I spent a lot of time with, with like a couple different friend groups. So I watched football with like a few different friend groups, like each day. Um, you always get like the question, or like you meet somebody's like, nah, you know, I'm not really into sports like at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I like, I like, you know, I like movies. I like, I like, uh, you know, uh, theater. Anything else? <laughs> anything else? Or like, like books, musicals, cooking. books, cooking, whatever. Any of that's that's cool. Have that. But I'm telling you, if you are if you are a person who's like, I just don't, I just find sports boring and not exciting. You're dumb and wrong. There's just no other way to cut it. You are dumb and you are wrong and you need to really check yourself. Have, have those on their interests, please, please do be well round. be a well-rounded individual unlike myself. But if, if you're in that boat, you are, you are just so, so, so wrong. So wrong. They're, they're no, so wrong. So wrong. I'll just leave it. No, I'll, what, what, what your, are your thoughts? Is that
0: your full commentary?
1: I mean that's my full comment. We usually have like a little bit of banter going back and forth. <laughs> we just,
0: do, but just, you had to just jump right in. I are just we, had to jump right in. Are you talking specifically about the Bills game? Or are you talking no, about? Oh generally? no,
1: no. I'm talking. I'm talking about the f- the the full four course meal that we had this, this weekend. This week, I'm, ta- I'm yeah. talking. I'm talking the whole thing. Remember last week how we talked about? It's like eh, wild card round. Kind uh-huh. of a bunch of duds in there. Some uh-huh. exciting games, sure, uh-huh. but like half of the games were like game is over in the first quarter this this weekend yeah no (laughs) no even the game that was a blowout ended up being only a three-point victory so like whoa just i was i was glued to my television i was at i was at the michigan iu basketball game in bloomington um and i literally had nfl football on my phone while watching michigan just absolutely pound the hoosiers um, in basketball on their own court but like i was like like looking up and down left and right and like oh look at oh 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 and like people around us were like so annoyed
0: were there people like trying to watch over your shoulder
1: not really we we had so i the weird thing is my buddy he's he's a he's a teammate of mine from cornerstone mm-hmm. um and he goes to he goes to iu uh for exercise science some sort of like master it's like a i think it might be a phd i don't i don't really know i was trying to figure that out he's very smart boy and he's a ta there so he he and his wife like live in in the bloomington area she's a she's a nurse tech right now as well um but he got us tickets and it was hard to get to game it was like 80 dollars a ticket so he went like through students so he found two for 50 bucks nice but they were on they were on opposite sides (laughs)
0: <laughs> so you like pointing at each other and waving
1: no we just we just went to the upper balcony and there was like a row of seats that wasn't okay. even taken up so we just sat next to each other so it wasn't it wasn't as a big deal as i thought um but when we were not watching that we went to go get taco bell then we went back for the late game that started at like 6 30 didn't really miss anything of it um and just did not move from his couch until that game was over um but uh thoughts for for opening banter thoughts for this weekend anything that crosses your crossed your mind before we officially
0: Open unofficially
1: get into it yes.
0: no um, nothing crazy. I worked from home today because I was up way too late reading last night um, you know very on brand for me mm-hmm. uh, but I'm realizing as I get closer to my late 20s that I can't do that anymore. my my body doesn't bounce back like it did in high school. it just it doesn't work like that anymore. I need I need sleep.
1: So you're so you're a grandma now.
0: Oh yeah, we've well established that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. If I'm not quite to grandma status yet, I'm definitely like in the the like vodka ant territory. I'm probably more of a vodka ant. I'm probably more of a wine ant, but like that energy is kind of where I'm at.
1: Vodka ant. Holy smokes! (laughs) That is. Not you that I went, like either of those drinks, but You just you just went from staying up super late reading books to the oh I'm vodka ant. Like that is I feel like those are two mutually exclusive things.
0: That's why I went back to Wine Ant, because Wine Ant would be staying up late reading books.
1: Correct. That's that's more on brand. But yeah. um what book was
0: it? Um What book what book was it? That's a great question. Oh, um it was a YA called Instructions for Dancing. It's just a fluffy little YA book, young adult book, for those of you who are not aware of what that is. <laughs> Written for does, teens. I read it, it so that my brain disassociates from, from my life.
1: Does, uh, oh, we're getting deep. We're getting it's deep.
0: not a deep thing. That's just like, you read sports to kind of escape, or you read sports, you watch sports to kind of escape oh, I read sports the war- too. Okay. To, you know, escape what's around you and really dial into somebody else's excitement and, and feel that excitement through them. And that's the same thing with, with reading for me. Yes.
1: Yes. Hey, like like from the beginning, you got your interests. Awesome. Yes. Have your interest. And we're in the boat that we think sports are awesome
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they're very exciting. Yes, we are. And if you're not, get on the bandwagon because you are wrong and you will be left in the dust. Um, uh. So we are Detroit Area Sports Podcast. We say that once every show. Um, but because our Detroit Area Sports uh, football team is not in the playoffs. We are forced to root for. We're supposed. To, we are forced to be Rob Lowe in the NFL hat and just sitting there <laughs> clapping. Except yep. on Sunday, which we'll get to, and mm-hmm. I will. I will give you my thought process because multiple people asked me the question, "Who are you rooting for, Stafford or Brady?" And mm-hmm. I will give you. I will give you my answer. Um, I was
0: wondering if you were having a time during that game.
1: I well, it was good. I wasn't watching it. That was during the the Michigan oh, game. That was. The, yeah. 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 And I just saw the score and I'm like, holy cow, they are, Mm -hmm. it is, it is not close, but we'll get to that. So Saturday, we we got, we got to split this into days and we'll just go through this timeline. Saturday, there's, there's a lot of, not a lot. There's a, there's a, a select few people in our friend group that are Bengals fans and like, not like bandwagon, Joe Burrow got drafted. They're Bengals fans. Like, no, like they were fans of the Carson Palmer, uh, Andy Dalton, T.J. Hushmanzada, Chad Ocho Ochocinco, Bengals. So, like, the, like, OG. OG. So, like, so, we give him props. So, it was the Bengals against the Titans. And it was just a very back-and-forth defensive game. And Joe Burrow is the coolest dude in the NFL. I, if you've ever seen, like, just anything since, since LSU, like, he got, he got absolutely lit up in the, in the Peach Bowl. I don't, I can't even remember what year, but, like, and then, like, UCF was, like, taunting him, like, as he's, like, literally, like, concussed and, like, mm-hmm. on the ground. He's trying to get up. And UCF guy's like, what? Like, you're a... something that I can't say on the air. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. And, like, since that moment, I'm pretty sure LSU came back and won the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At the Peach Bowl. Uh, and then LSU did not lose another game while Joe Burrow was there. Joe Burrow had probably the greatest single-season quarterback, uh, greatest quarterback single-season performance of any college football quarterback ever. There's a guy who just broke his record, but he played in, like, freaking some mid-major conference. So that doesn't count. I don't care. I don't care. He, Joe Burrow did it in probably the hardest conference in football, SEC. I'm a Big Ten guy, so that hurts. But that year, that was true. Um, and he had, like like, six interceptions all year which is stupid mm-hmm. and in the college football playoff the the biggest stage he threw six touchdown passes in one half of football oh my this God. is the this was the number four ranked team in the country and he threw six touchdown passes in one half of football just gross he was he was blazing the trail his rookie season and then his dumb offensive line was just like we don't want to block and then his acl mcl explode and he's done for the year he gets surgery. He's got like the biggest scar on his knee after they debuted new jerseys for the Bengals, and it's like, oh, dude, watch out. So season was a little lackluster, but Joe Burrow was like, like he was super solid in his connection with Jamar Chase, obviously because they played together in LSU, was great. Um, so they go to Tennessee. Joe Burrow is sacked
2: mm-hmm.
1: nine times. Oh. Oh. He sacked nine times. He sacked more than twice a quarter That in that football game.
0: Was was the line there? Did he have people standing oh, in front of him? Oh,
1: oh, he did, but he did not at the same time. Okay, That, cool. that is a playoff record to sack the opposing quarterback. I, I would hope nine, so. If you
0: have more than that.
1: To do it nine times. And I, I don't want to get deep into because this podcast will be way too long, um, but... The fact that you are essentially are overcoming a a negative, like a, a, a massive negative play, almost a drive
2: mm-hmm.
1: to go on and win the game is absurd.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like this guy, I mean, I saw TikTok of like someone like, it was acting out as Joe Burrow and like, oh, they made it to the AFC championship game, blah, blah, blah. He's like doing all the stuff. And then like Joe Burrow's like, listen. You guys are horrible. I had to drag this team from from the ashes. You, if I get hit again, <laughs> all of you are cut. Uh, you know, all of you are dead. I'm gonna, I'm you, you are, you are gone from planet Earth. If I get hit again, you are done. And it's, it's like he's like talking to back to all the coaches. This did not happen. This was this was the TikTok, a uh, but I just like hi, a hypothetical. But I can imagine that he's probably feeling some sort of way like that. And also, their their kicker uh, Evan McPherson. Um, from Florida he was drafted in the fifth round they line up for a 54 yard game winning field goal at the end and by the way this is the number one seed in the AFC the Tennessee Titans so they go mm-hmm. into Tennessee and mm-hmm. they have a chance to win the game 54 yard field goal Evan McPherson looks over to Joe Burrow and is like well guess we're going to the AFC championship game and kicks the game winning field goal oh my gosh that's a fact that is not that is a fact and they do that and it's like everybody was losing their minds we're recording our friends that are at we're at the district tap downtown and like we're just like we're having a blast and like a losing bangles, their minds, I'm sure. Losing their minds. This is they went from having the longest streak of, or they went from the longest time to not have a playoff win, to now one win away from the Super Bowl. The Lions now hold the record uh, for longest, uh, unsurprised, longest drought since playoff last playoff win. So congratulations, Detroit. We won something. We're first again. Um, so <laughs> in the wrong going categories, on, going the wrong category. So they're going on. And then the nightcap of Saturday, Green Bay, San Francisco, weather is negative two, football weather, right? That's mm-hmm. awesome. First drive, Aaron Rodgers just goes down. He just has his way with the San Francisco defense. It's like, shoot, this game's going to be a blowout. Yep. Then nothing happens <laughs> for the rest of the game. Like nothing, it's just back and forth. Nobody can move anything. Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback for San Francisco, horrible. He's just awful. Just, mm. just, just. He, I think he had under 200 yards passing and he had an interception. Horrible. Debo Samuel, who's like offensive weapon, he's technically a wide receiver, but he's he runs the ball, he blocks, he catches he I mean he's a wide receiver, so he does that. I'm pretty sure he lined up at quarterback one time in the game. That dude's a freak. He's he is he is shaped like the most gumpy looking dude (laughs) ever. Just go look up some Noel, this is your homework. Go look up some Debo Samuel highlights. Uh Either right now or later. Right. He's just he just looks so unathletic. He just he just he kinda looks like a taller Mike Tolbert. Mike Tolbert was a fullback in the like the early two thousands. I called him the lumpy pumpkin because he literally yep. looked like a lumpy pumpkin. Um the guy was a stud. He was a freak. Debo Samuel is a taller lumpy pumpkin. <laughs> and Debo Samuel may be one of the most exciting offensive players in the league. I don't wanna that say top like it. I don't want to say like top five receiver because there that is a loaded, loaded category, but I mean he's been turning so everybody's talking about Debo Samuel, like we want to watch this guy play. He was a freak. Absolute freak. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing happens. The San Francisco kind of just chips away. It was like seven to zero, then it was seven to three, then it was seven to six, and then Green Bay kicked a field goal, so it was ten to seven. Uh, and then San Francisco had him pinned, had him had him up for a punt. Um had him up for a punt like deep into like their own end zone. San Francisco blocks the punt. Mm-hmm. The ball goes straight up in the air. Everyone's like, where'd the ball go? And some fifth-string cornerback for San Francisco picks up the ball, walks in for the easiest touchdown. They take the lead. Rodgers goes down, answers. They kick a field goal to tie the game. And then San Francisco, answers, goes down the field. Robbie Gold, who's like the oldest kicker in the league right now, he was 19 of 19 in postseason play for field goals. Mm-hmm. Kicks the That's game-winning awesome. field, kicks the field game-winning field goal and FTP. <laughs> so, so Lions win number one this weekend. The Packers <laughs> lost in embarrassing fashion. The yep. the Forty Niners were a six seed. They're a team from California. How are you going to let them come into Lambeau Field in two degree weather and win that game? I don't care if their defense is good. Jimmy Garoppolo might be a step ab- above, one step above Jared Goff, maybe. Actually, I don't know. I kind of like Jimmy G, but like he was horrible. Like like Jared Goff level of horrible performance. Ooh. It was just bad. So that was Saturday. And, the, and so two great games. We're like, wow, this is great. Sunday was on heroin. Or not even... No, it was on steroids. That's better. It. Yeah, it's, Sunday was on steroids. The Rams just had their way with the Buccaneers defense. And Stafford's going off he's freaking just doing his thing that he always does and by the way Noel and i are both wearing our stafford jerseys here today we had to um, we could not we had not. to we've had to um and rewind a little bit i was in church people were asking me so who are you gonna root for like stafford or brady and i'm like this is the ultimate win-win for me if stafford mm-hmm. wins good for him he finally gets over the hump." I want them to win the Super Bowl. If Brady wins, further cements his legacy as the greatest quarterback of all time. Michigan man Doesn't and he I want to
0: have that. I feel like he's he, got that.
1: He does. He does. But still, like it it's it's now at the point where so Brady has 35 playoff wins as okay. a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The next closest is Joe Montana. He's got mm-hmm. 16.
0: Okay, so he's fine. Brady has more than fine. double
1: than the second place guy. Well, we'll get to that later. Um, right. But he's he should be fine. He's the GOAT. But still, just to further cement his legacy mm-hmm. and further, uh, you know, you know He's further... your boy. You wouldn't not root, he's, him. root for He's him. my boy. I get it. I'm under- I he's, understand. He's so ridiculous that, like, ESPN did an article where they broke up his career in threes. So his first his first few seasons where he won the three Super Bowls. And then that gap where he didn't win Super Bowls or, or that gap like from late twenties to like mid thirties and then into his forties. If he was an individual, if Brady was split into three players, all three of those players would have been Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's one guy.
1: So it's just like, I'll, yeah. I'll try to find the article. Maybe we'll post it um, in the show notes or on Twitter or something, but just, just ridiculous. So um, the game was out of hand for the majority of the time. And after the IU game, um we're walking out i pull it up on my phone we're watching it in the game as well to get to halftime but they're lined up whatever um rams still have a pretty significant lead um there was a couple opportunities I, there was like three fumbles by the rams like they were trying to give the game back to the bucks cam Akers fumbled uh center for the rams like hiked the ball when stafford was trying to like do some like audibles like at the line and just oof Stafford didn't get the ball. So, like, they kind of kept him in there. And Brady, honestly, wasn't too impressive. He had an interception, but he he threw the ball, like, 50 times. The The Bucs get the ball back with, like, four minutes to go. Um, and they just start moving the ball down the field, short, short passes. And then Brady goes for the kill shot, hits Mike Evans wide open on a fly route. Not wide open, but he beats mm-hmm. – Mike Evans beats his man on a fly route. They score. Okay, they're mm-hmm. still down by seven and it's three minutes to go, Rams could run this game, run the, run the game out with, you know, if they get a first down, rush the ball three times. So Rams rush the ball once, get like three yards. They rush it again. Cam Akers gets some gets some yardage. He fumbles. <laughs> fumbles. He fumbles twice in this game. Fumbles at the, I guess it would be the the, the Rams 30-yard line. So just setting up for, mm-hmm. you know, an easy, easy field in terms of pay. What do you, well, I mean, what, what are you going to expect? Brady just goes down the field. They score again and the game is tied. The game is tied. There's 45 seconds left <laughs> to go in the game. 45 I remember, seconds. Cause
0: left. I wasn't able to watch that game. So I just remember watching the replay of Stafford's like energy during those last 45 yeah. seconds. And you're just like, bro, you can do it. You can do it, kid. <laughs> I believe in you.
1: They run the ball once. Mm-hmm. Or maybe twice. I don't know. And then the Bucs sent an odd blitz. So single coverage for the receivers. Stafford's like falling down and just yeets the ball. And Cooper Cuppy, Just just the absolute perfect throw. Yeah. 40 yep. yards down the field. Under pressure. Under direct. It was like the engaged eight like play that like every mm-hmm. like six-year-old uses in Madden. <laughs> they did that. For, I think it was third down, too. Just yeets the ball. And then the classic classic shot of of Stafford doing the like yep. the, the spike thing yep. from the game against yep. Dallas in the regular season he's doing it again in Tampa Bay they get down to the field they spike the ball 30 yard field goal to win and Stafford gets his second playoff win and he gets it against the greatest quarterback of all time mhm mm-hmm. we're not even we're not even done we're yet. not even we're done just, we are 20 I, before,
0: before we go to, to our next game yes can i just I so I follow a couple of folks that live like influencers that live in LA that were at the game and you know that audio that's just a guy screaming. How does it feel to be living my dream? Yes, I was. Just, that was me the entire time. Like they were posting updates and stuff. I was just like, How dare you? How dare you be at this game and I am not watching my boy win his second playoff uh, playoff game. I just I was I was mm-hmm. angry. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't deserve this. It's okay. <laughs> I suffered with him for how long? Anyways, that's my little rant. Continue.
1: I mean, it just it, it just further shows you how dysfunctional the Detroit Lions organization is. Oh my is. gosh! Because the second this man gets out of there and gets a competent team around him, now he's playing. Now he's he's literally one game away from the Super Bowl. We have been saying this until we were blue in the face. Matthew Stafford carried mm-hmm. this franchise every single season yeah. he was here, and he did it without saying a word. Yep. He was so
0: graceful the entire time
1: he restructured his contract he kept his mouth shut he could have said so many stuff about how the organization is run and maybe he should have mm-hmm. maybe that's a knock I don't think that's a not you have to respect this guy and the fact that he is now one step away from from playing at the highest level in a spot where every single supporter knew he could play
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely beautiful. You have to root for this guy. If you're a fan of a team that's not in the playoffs right now, please, please, please root for Matthew Stafford. This guy, out of any of these dudes left, out of any of these dudes, Mahomes is going to win however many more Super Bowls. We don't yeah. know. He's he's going to win again. Joe Burrow, his, this is year two. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is... as Jimmy far Garoppolo? <laughs> as, as far as echelon of quarterbacks, he doesn't... He's not good enough to yeah. play at this level. So, I mean, maybe, like, okay, cool, you could win. But he also plays for the 49ers. They have, like, the second most Super Bowl wins. So, who cares? Root for this man. Root for this man. He is he is a legend. He is a incredible, incredible talent. And he's also a solid, solid dude. Mm-hmm. Don't Just look at his good photos from being. college. Yeah. Don't look at his photos from college. But as far as now, yeah. he's a solid, solid dude. <laughs>
0: Everybody has allowed growth and change,
1: and he definitely got that. So, yeah. <laughs> the Sunday night game. Oh, yeah! Oh, where my do you gosh. even start? I. Uh, How do you begin? Okay, I'll keep it short. Because I was watching the game, I'm like, oh, this is this is this is football. This this <laughs> this, this is, is fo- what it's supposed to be. Pretty standard back and forth. There's some stops. There's whatever, but it seemed like. In the first half, the offenses were both contained while having the quarterback shine. I, I saw a stat; um, I think what it was, it was seventeen to fourteen, um, oh, gosh. or maybe it was tied. I can't remember. Within one score at half, yeah, um, and both quarterbacks were playing exceptionally well. It gets to the third quarter. I think the Chiefs maybe marched down the field and they scored. Um, excuse me, they showed Josh Allen's stats. He had seven touchdown passes this postseason and only seven incompletions during the third quarter of oh of gosh. the of the second game. Or he so he played a game before where yeah. the Bills had the perfect offense. Did not punt, did not did not kick field goals. They only scored touchdowns on every single one of their offensive drives. So he continued that. Josh Allen was maybe playing the best quarterback and Patrick Mahomes was absurd and we'll get to mm-hmm. him in a minute. But mm-hmm ungodly numbers. So then it was just like, I, I was talking to my buddy. I was like, you know, I'm not expecting anything less than a 40 yard touchdown pass right now from either of these guys. So Josh mm-hmm. Allen brings the team back. They score. We'll just fast forward. It was just, it, it was like one of those, it was like one of those great movies that you watch where it's slow in the beginning. And then it gradually, gradually, gradually gets to like the peak mm-hmm. in the final two minutes, 25 points were scored. It was fourteen to four it was fourteen to seventeen at half or something mm-hmm. like that. 25, 25 points. The the Bills had a fourth and thirteen on their are on the Chiefs twenty-five or something like that. Gabriel Gabriel Davis had two hundred and four yards and four touchdown catches. Gabriel Davis is not the Bills' number one option. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs didn't really do anything. But Gabriel Davis. That's, that, is, that is stupid. That is stupid numbers. Mm-hmm. But I digress. There was one play, he just he just totally just broke Kansas City defenders' ankles. Corner, some poor cornerback's trying to cover this guy who's just popping off, having the game of his life. He, just, he makes like a one quick move to the center, and then he does a post route, and then he is wide open in the end zone. On a fourth and frickin' 15!
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or 12 or 13. Might as well just be a fourth and 15. And then they take the lead on that possession. So they're up by three. There's, I believe, there's, uh, oh, no. So Kansas City goes down the field and scores. They freaking just let Tyreek Hill run wild. Uh, Then Josh Allen goes down the field. He's rushing around doing his thing. He's, like, converting on fourth downs. And then they score, again, another Gabriel Davis touchdown. Shocker. They score with 13 seconds left to go in the game. And they're up by three. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball back they're at the 20 two plays two plays one pass Tyree kill goes over the middle of the field and then another little freaking it was like a like a deep curl sort of a thing to Travis Kelsey gets them into field goal range it took them less than 13 seconds to go down the field to get into field goal Mm -hmm. range as and a I'm Bills ta- fan,
0: I can't imagine what you were screaming at your TV. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, my gosh. I,
1: you're probably still just dumbfounded. Yeah. You get to overtime, and you just know whichever team gets the ball first is going to go down and score and win. Kansas mm-hmm. City wins the toss. Rest is history. They go down. and that, mm-hmm. that was the most disappointing result of a football game that shouldn't have ended that way. So everybody's complaining about how oh, you got to be able to make a stop News flash, buddy, nobody was making any stops in the final two minutes. So everybody should be pointing to their defenses. and be like, you guys are bad at your job, mm-hmm. and you should feel bad. But the fact that Josh Allen literally played a perfect game, Patrick Mahomes did too. Don't get me wrong. 13 seconds? 13 seconds. 13 seconds to go down the field. That's literally mad. I was I was thinking in my head when me and my dad used to play Madden all the time, and we would have like seven seconds Like in the half, it's like, that's way too much time. I'm just going to run a little fly route and pass to Randy Moss and it's going to be a touchdown every single time. Seven seconds was a lot of time. 13 seconds, I was thinking to myself, that's way too much time. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Goes down the field. And Mahomes Mm -hmm. is a freak. But everybody in America was like – it it was essentially this. Mahomes is great. He's got a phenomenal supporting cast. He's got a good running back room. He's got a great receiving class. All – All the, like, I think three of their four receivers are, like, in the top ten as far as speed in the Mm -hmm. league. And then Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends in the game, if not number one right now. So you have that support group. I think why everybody was so impressed with Josh Allen was because he was practically doing it with scrubs. Yeah. They have no running game whatsoever.
0: Far and far and beyond the underdogs for that
1: game. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have no running game. Yeah. Their running game is Josh Allen. And then their slot receiver is Cole Beasley, who's unvaccinated. Not that that matters, but he gets a ton of crap. But Cole Beasley is, like, shorter than I am. And he's playing in the league. <laughs> that he's means good nothing receiver, to people still. who can't see you. That means nothing. I'm, I'm, like, 6'1", maybe. Something like that. I don't know. Um, and Gabriel Davis just happened to pop off. And then Stephon Diggs. Like, those, I would take Kansas City's receiving core each time. But, like, Josh Allen is, like, six four and just just slinging this ball perfect spiral yeah. just dropping it in it i mean he was making huge explosive plays every single time and the fact that we didn't get to see him at least answer in overtime is yeah really how do you feel
0: about that coin toss rule
1: situation say? i, I f- if it happens to your team i saw somebody there's one of the former pastors i, I worked for was like you got to be you want to win you got to be able to stop the ball. he's a chiefs fan I Mm -hmm. wanted to comment on his Facebook post. I'm like, you would be saying something completely different if you were in the bill situation. Yeah. Now I, there is truth to that statement. You do have to stop. You do have to stop the opposing team to do it. But even in college, there's an opportunity to answer for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I don't know. You have to adapt the college rules somehow to make it more exciting or in the playoffs, play out the 10 minutes of overtime and just see where that goes. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I mean,
0: that's what the NHL does is they, ju- I mean, not the same thing, obviously, yeah. but you know, they don't do shootouts in playoffs because it's not air quotes fair. You just keep adding, yeah, you know, and that's how we get Seth Jones on a 60 minute time on ice record. So like yeah. super exciting stuff. And if you can do that in the NFL, why, why won't you? Why don't you?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's the best option, is to just play out, like, the overtime quarter, quote-unquote. Yeah. Just play and see how it goes. Because everyone in America was watching that game. Not mm-hmm. everybody, but you get the sense. Like, like we would it have It felt gladly... like a
0: communal reaction to it when it yes. happened. Yeah.
1: We would have gladly sat through another three hours of that game if they were just going to keep
2: mm-hmm.
1: scoring touchdowns mm-hmm. like they were in the final two. I mean, that was... That was legitimately the most unbelievable football game I've ever watched in my entire life, I, and that is not an exaggeration. It's topped off by, there there has yet, to, and this isn't a recency bias thing. I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. Or at least, with I say something like that, I'm either trying to show people that I'm kidding, <laughs> yes, or it's like it's my team wins this game. It's like this is the greatest football game I've ever seen in my life. Um, that was. Without a doubt, the greatest weekend of NFL football I've ever seen. And yeah. I've, I've yeah. I watched the I watched the Super Bowl where the Pats came back from twenty-eight to three.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Incredible comeback does not compare to the slate of games that we had this weekend. Every yeah. single every single game this weekend ended on the last play. The
0: mm-hmm. winner
1: was decided on the last play. It just. And if you're a Lions fan too, no Packers and Stafford's one win away from the Super Bowl. So, so if,
0: honestly, we're we're the ones winning here.
1: We're the ones winning here, and all of the reactions of people rooting for Stafford, uh, and it's just it's it's sad because it's like this is what Lions fans have to root for. But also, it's like it's like the Verlander thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: At the time, yeah. Now have information that we have now, but it's exactly like the Verlander thing. It's like we're living vicariously through
0: through that fan base
1: (laughs) our 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 stud athlete that used to call detroit his home yeah and it's a cool feeling like yeah i i would i would be hard pressed to find any lions fan that isn't rooting for the rams here on out but i mean if the consolation is just enjoying ridiculous football games i'm all for it yeah that was wow i i just needed to talk about it because it was i get it it was, that was a lot of football. A lot, a lot so of things we, happened. Yes. So now we have <laughs> for the AFC, it's the early game on Sunday, we have the Bengals and Chiefs. Personally, I hate the Chiefs. I can't stand them. I just can't. What about stand
0: him? Cuz I like Patrick Mahomes.
1: Patrick but... Mahomes is great. And it's not like I'll be like, "Oh, I hate Patrick Mahomes." The dude, it's like it's almost it's almost annoying how good he is because <laughs> he was – he you was root pressured. for Brady.
0: Don't even try and pull. I that. know,
1: I know, I know, and that's that's where it's like I, I completely get it. It's very hypocritical, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But it's like, as far as athleticism goes, mm-hmm. it's it's stupid to see because like he was pressured quite a bit in that game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: was not sacked. Like he would have hands on him, and he like I don't he didn't take a big hit because he would just roll out. Another thing about that Bills. Chiefs game both quarterbacks led their teams in passing and rushing that's never happened before wow so I know I said the Chiefs had a a running game which Mm -hmm. they do I would take Clyde Edwards a layer over any of the bums the Bills have um but both of those quarterbacks led they were the offense Mm -hmm. so um but like he was pressured he was hit he did not go down and then he just pops back up and flings it it
0: from upside down
1: upside down or just rushes like in the super bowl last year he was like he was like parallel to the ground and he slings the ball and we talked about that play too. we did talk about that play it's crazy Um, and it's just i think that's just like like what are you gonna do to stop this guy and like it's different like it's athletic like athletics sort of a thing with mahomes and with brady it's like maybe this is why i can not or i guess maybe contextualize it a little bit better it's like i think the fact that brady had to work for it Mm. because he he isn't as athletically gifted as as the mahomes is now that's not to take any credit away from him he's the number one quarterback or he's he's playing like it right now right um but i think the reason why i was able to like enjoy brady's playing is because of how like understanding how hard he worked And how fragile it was for him to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's my thought process. And he's won more Super Bowls than any franchise ever. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um but I digress. We're not talking about that. But we have the Bengals and the Chiefs, and then we have a NFC West Divisional game (laughs) for the NFC Championship game with the 49ers and Rams. I really want it to be Bengals, Rams. I really think it's going to be Chiefs and Rams and mm. I would just I would just be I would just be so deflated if it ended up being Chiefs and 49ers. <laughs> that's that's the it only would, matchup.
0: That's, yeah. That's worst case scenario.
1: Yeah. That's the only matchup I wouldn't want. Bengals and Bengals and 49ers would be okay just because then I could root for, you know, my friend's team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, team Stafford all the way. I think they're I think it's a shoe in now. Um I think the world is kind of want or at least the NFL the forces above want <laughs> want Rams Chiefs. Um Yeah. And I think anything less than that. That feels
0: like the most marketable.
1: Yes, it would. In several different ways. <laughs> yes, it would. Um yeah. so those are my thoughts. I know I've talked way too much <laughs> earlier on, but no, I was No,
0: like, I think you're right. I have, I have agreed with a lot of your points. Um i yeah, I wouldn't mind I don't think I would mind uh a rams uh chiefs matchup just no, because I, I would like i want to see Stafford go against that caliber of of quarterback in that caliber of game mm-hmm. um I think that would be exciting, but really, I just want you know team team stafford all the way, team you know Stafford. Hundred percent. I just want to see him win and do good things and mm-hmm. do the happy cry on the field with the confetti all over the place.
1: I, that's, that would probably be the most satisfying championship from a former athlete. And I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Verlander guy, but like, I, know. I think it would be very emotional. I think you're right. I think like all of that, that he just had to take. And then mm-hmm. it's like, he's, he's made it would be, mm-hmm. I mean, I might cry.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's how
1: emotional it would be.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a far stretch for me because I cry at everything. But yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that happening.
1: What if it was like a like a hail mary from Stafford? Oh my gosh! To win the Super Bowl, I'd, I'd be my screaming.
0: Mind. My mother would be running around the room. It would be a mess. I'd lose my mind. Yeah, I would.
1: Wow. <laughs> NFL and. NFL, if you're listening, if you're listening and the NFL is actually staged as most people think it is, Hail Mary for Stafford to win the game, please. You know what to do. Back to a regular scheduling programming.
0: righty, um, You had some Tigers news uh, I pop do, up like two minutes before we started recording. I do
1: have some Tigers news. So the MLB and the Players Association met today mm-hmm. and they're meeting again tomorrow. So Passan posted an article on ESPN. He was like, don't like get too excited because they're still far apart, but at least they're making progress. Yeah. You're meeting two days in a row? Well, why not make it three days in a row or four days in a row and like work something? out? Or just keep
0: meeting until it gets keep out. keep meeting. Yeah, get, it's
1: worked out. Until you get to go back to work. Some interesting things that the player – because this is – it's a – collective bargaining encompasses just about everything, right? So mm-hmm. uh, interesting things in there that the players want – um they want to raise minimum wage or minimum salary for players, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um because why not? Mm-hmm. Right now it's at like five five hundred and twenty. No, I think it's five hundred and twenty five. Is it five twenty? Yeah, something like that. Um and they wanna raise it about another two hundred no, five fifty and they wanna raise it about another two hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Um and then they also want to do a eight team draft lottery which I Mm. am all for because there is nothing worse than watching a horrible baseball team play for 162 games in the summer. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to get excited for. There are some cool things like the the Orioles did like a, like a ticket, like a virtual ballpark pass and they were horrible. I I really wouldn't even pay to watch the Orioles, but like for like 40 bucks a month, you get a, you get a ticket to every home game in that month. Mm-hmm. Or might even be less. I think it might have even been like 25. Yeah, for a might as well moment. for
0: like the atmosphere and ambiance.
1: Yeah. so like, that to cool. do. <laughs> that's cool. But you're also watching horrible baseball. Right. At least with, I feel like with the draft lottery, it would push to more competitive baseball because, I mean, you don't have to be god-awful to get the first overall pick anymore. You just have to be the bottom eight. Mm -hmm. and honestly if the way things shape out like maybe you're you know competitive at the end of the year and then end up being you know the eighth worst team and now you're in the draft lottery too so like you can somehow compete for both of those things now it's going to be really interesting to see how the owners like maneuver their team we want to be just good enough to be on the cusp of the playoffs and just bad enough to be on the cusp of the draft lottery sort of thing yep but i think that would just eventually be good for baseball. So they're meeting again. Hopefully that means that they'll keep meeting and then get this going because we're getting all this excitement from football right now. Mm -hmm. And we'll have college basketball, which will be good um, to kind of carry us over. But then it's just college basketball, basketball, and the NHL, and then the NBA. Once those are gone, like baseball is like the only sport for like a majority of the summer months. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only it's thing for, that's it, on. Like a full three months. Full three months, and if something happens to where the season doesn't happen, it just further further kicks MLB down on the on the four major sports.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know the NHL is really is really really trying hard to keep that worst of the four major sports like title Mm -hmm. they're trying really hard but baseball is fighting for it baseball is swinging its way back in because like (laughs) i said i've always said mlb playoffs are awesome absolutely great now i might have to change my tune just experiencing what we experienced this last weekend but um a year without that and it's like a it's like an ecosystem like the sports build off of one another once one ends you got something else that you can turn your attention to so Mm -hmm. mlb like no pun intended drops the ball. And mm-hmm. like doesn't have a season when they're supposed to, mm-hmm. they've sent their sport back, a couple of years. Yeah, and I just yep. think that's dumb. Um, Look,
0: I uh, am supposed to see Shohei Otani in Seattle in August, and I'm I'm gonna need the MLB to get it together before then.
1: Yeah, 100%. please.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna need that. I think we all need that. That's that's my personal request.
1: Delaney tweeted that too. She's she said something about we need Shohei back, which yes. I agree. America agrees. Yes, MLB. Couple things. Yes. Um, Did you have any more thoughts, Noel? Nope. Okay. Couple things. Uh, We're into day fifty something of the lockout. Mike Trout picture from I was going to say, how's it been so far? Uh, My favorite one that I've seen is Mike Trout as the Bernie Sanders meme with the mittens. (laughs) So that's that's (laughs) that wins that wins the week. So that's the that's the from user did it did it for the story. That's his username. Okay. Um, Goodies. That's that's the champion photo. And number two, very interestingly, there was a rumor that came out from the Tigers front. I think like last week. I didn't think anything of it, but I looked at the article. Uh, it's a fan cited article that the Tigers could potentially be in the running for Freddie Freeman, first baseman for the Atlanta Braves. Okay. So the Braves, fresh off of a World Series. Yeah. The article essentially says Freddie Freeman or Freddie Freeman wants thirty million dollars a year. Okay. And he wants it for six years. Braves don't want to give him a six-year contract. They're fine with paying him $30 million a year. um, But they only want to do it for five. Mm.
2: Um,
1: So there's a little bit of dispute. So people are Mm -hmm. saying, okay, where is this going to lead? They're saying that the Tigers might be willing to do that, which I find I have a hard time to believe.
0: Considering Um, what we've been through with Al so far, that feels... Suspicious.
1: Right. And Freddie Freeman's 32. Yeah. So the last the last young 30-something-year-old we signed a contract to, big contract to, um, many fans are not happy with the current uh, play of this said person um, mm-hmm. in Miguel Cabrera, um, but you would think that you would have a couple of competitive years. So if, if, if this were to come to fruition and they were to sign Freddie Freeman, we're in win now mode. Mm-hmm. We got a window for Freddie Freeman being here. And they also said this would help the development of Torkelson, moving him around to, or keeping him in the minors for another year, letting him develop and, um, and then also having Freeman there at first base or Mm -hmm. have, or when Cabrera retires, having Freeman as first baseman or DH, and then having Torkelson at first or DH kind of platoon the two of them. But Freeman's, Freeman's a pretty good defensive first baseman, but Yet again, so it was Cabrera um, mm-hmm. before all the injuries, and he got old. So, I like it. I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense, um, considering that we didn't sign Correa the way that we did. But maybe this is yeah. the, maybe this is the. Oh, we're going to fill other needs. I still personally think the Tigers need another pitcher. Maybe next week I'm going to get into those like. And hopefully we're out of a lockup by that time but i'll get into mm-hmm. like the five starting pitchers i want for this tigers team based off of budgets like obviously not like a some big ace free agent um but like a back of the rotation or mid-rotation guy to fill in because we definitely need one more guy because if you can yeah. have tyler alexander coming out of the pen instead of in the rotation i think that makes your pitching staff better
0: um, yeah, it, it, it feels like our first base is not the position that we're in desperate need of right now. No. So, I mean, you, like, and I'm definitely one to, like, if it's a good deal and you have the ability to do it, go for it. But if, if he's wanting a six-year contract and Torkelson's going to be ready in, even if they want to keep him in the minors for another year, if he's going to be ready in two years, why mm-hmm. are we signing another guy? Sure. For that amount of time. I don't know. It just. I can see it. I can mm-hmm. understand where they're coming from. But it doesn't make a ton of sense to me.
1: Yeah. And may, and I think that maybe pushes out a guy like Candelario from third. Because Torkelson can play third as well. And personally I'm yeah. a big Candelario guy. I think he's only going to get better. Because um, he's a great defensive third baseman. And he led the major leagues in doubles this year. I was so, going to say
0: he had a great season last year.
1: So Yeah. So all good signs. Um, but interesting tidbit. I thought, mm-hmm.
2: I don't yeah. think it's going
1: to happen personally, but, um, we need, we need to make one more signing somewhere.
2: Yeah.
1: My, my, my suggestion, cause I'm, I'm the, I'm the brains behind the Detroit Tigers organization, obviously, mm-hmm. um, sarcasm, um, <laughs> it's a pitching. You need one more starting pitcher. So, um, understandable. Yeah. Any other thoughts?
0: No other thoughts. Not a lot okay. of thoughts that you can have. I think yes. there's not a lot going on.
1: No, no there's
0: not. Uh speaking of not a ton going on. Pistons, they've <sighs> been playing. They've been losing. Yes. They've, they they, they they've, did win. They did win one.
1: Yes. In the last dramatic week. fashion.
0: Yes, in dramatic fashion. Go that ahead against, and speak on that. It was fun.
1: That game against Sacramento was weird because it, for it was an offensive explosion. Both those teams are not very good, but still. Mm-hmm. Um Sacramento scored 131 points with two minutes left to go in, or two or three minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. And they didn't score again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They were winning like 131 to 118. Uh, they ended up losing the game 133 to 131 um, to the Pistons. Uh, Sneak Bay had 30 points in that game. And then I believe Corey Joseph hit the game winning shot. Um, I could be wrong, um, but I can't remember. But, uh cool uh Mm -hmm. young team coming back in any sort of fashion in that short Mm -hmm. period of time is nice we like to see that yes um kate cunningham is now taking taking the nba by storm is now (laughs) playing at the level that we thought he was going to play he -hmm. has now overtaken the rookie nba lead um four points per game from franz wagner he's i think he's got like a half a point ahead of him right now Mm -hmm. in i think 10 less games something like that which can help to percentages wise because if you have smaller sample size, but he's finally getting to that spot, he's getting comfortable. I mean, he's even getting more confident. Maybe he's getting a little Mm -hmm. bit more cocky, some of the stuff that I've been reading. Um, But uh, yeah, no, they've been... Confidence is key, especially for young players, especially for a young team, and they're playing with a bit more confidence. We're getting... They're still losing, but they're getting back to the level that they were last year. And last year, I want to say they had a more experienced team um there's a lot more veteran presence for sure there's a lot more veteran presence and then once you start the season without that um it's it's going to affect a young team that hasn't necessarily proven themselves um good news they get jeremy grant back so essentially this is just going to be the jeremy grant showcase for any competitive team uh at the trade deadline Mm -hmm. here which is good to have him back because there's some teams like the pacers whose biggest trade chips are now hurt uh, and are hurt (laughs) until after the deadline. Talking to you, miles Turner. Um, So uh, yeah, they'll get some more assets. I don't know how many people are going to be gone. It seems like Jeremy Grant is going to be one of those people um, Mm -hmm. who will be leaving and going to a competitor. Good for him. A guy who bets on himself and performs well. You want to see him have some success. Can't be here. Have to be someplace else. Yep. And, it like, that's one of those weird trades that it's like, we're not trading you because we don't want you, you don't a part of this team. You don't fit or you don't, yeah. Yeah. We're it's, trading it, you, yeah. It's a win-win situation.
0: Win-win So it seems really optimistic, but it is a positive on both ends. Like, we, the Pistons, get something that they would need, hopefully, and Jeremy Grant also gets to have a shot at, at the championship. So, yeah, you know, do that's I cool. want to see him go? No, because I like Jeremy Grant. But yes. I understand that aspect of it, and and the wisdom in that in that part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, so Was Kelly back? He is back. Okay. Yes. Um, he's playing. I haven't I haven't focused on him a whole lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly just because talking about our guy and looking at the protection of the younger of the younger fellas. But no, he mm-hmm. is back um i'll keep an eye on him more because he, honestly he might be you know a central piece to this team for the next couple of years i know he signed into next year as well or maybe he gets traded i have no mm-hmm. clue i have no idea um yeah. how they're gonna do this but uh yeah uh those are the thoughts on the pistons and i guess we're gonna close out Unless you have other thoughts about
0: no other thoughts,
1: I keep cutting you off. I know no, I'm, I'm very okay. excited today, so
0: that's good. It's been... We need the energy.
1: We need the energy. Um, close it off with the Red Wings. Um, Dylan Larkin's fantastic. Yep, I hit, I hit that button a lot. He scored a ridiculous coast-to-coast goal uh-huh. against Dallas, and I was very mad that I missed that because I was at a dumb ECHL game in <laughs> Indianapolis. Um, but guy's ridiculous, and Chris Chris relented with this argument.
0: Yes, he did.
1: And he said that Dylan Larkin was finally the best player on the team, but just not the best offensive player on the team. And while I want to while I want him to while I want to thank him for extending the olive branch. Uh, he is still I, wrong. I I maybe he depending on how well Verona comes back, he might still be wrong, but we'll get to that later. That's not important.
2: We'll cross um, the
1: bridge. Uh, we'll cross the bridge when we get there. I saw something and this is really the only other comment that I have. Um, I saw... Oh, and you, you'll you have what we're, we're also talking about with our mm-hmm. rookies and, and the media and the NHL. Yes. Um, I saw something that the Blackhawks are open to trading everybody not named Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, and Seth Jones, which in my mind doesn't make any sense.
0: No, there's like one player... Maybe two on that team that should be untouchable, and their names are DeBrinket Debrinket. and Flurry. I I I think that you Flurry's
1: not untouchable.
0: I no, I know that he's not untouchable, but I think for the ability of that team, he should be a less like they should be less willing to trade him because they need goaltending.
1: Fair, okay. I can get I can get behind that.
0: Like I'm not saying he's like solid stone Mm -hmm. untouchable. Yes, but. I'm saying that they need a goalie.
1: <laughs> yes, I will say. I will say. That I think the only two untradables on that team, I think, would be um, Seth Jones and DeBrinket. Just because you just signed Seth Jones to a massive deal.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair with Seth, with Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Um, Jeez.
1: Yes, Seth Jones. And then Taves and Kane. Essentially, they're probably just going to end up letting him walk whenever their contracts are done. But. <laughs> That's, that'll be tough for them, but we hate the Blackhawks and it's officially Blackhawk hate week. The Red Wings are playing the Blackhawks um, oh, on Wednesday. So, uh, down with the worst organization in hockey. Um, yep. but, uh, yeah, so I just, I was looking at that and somebody in response was saying, Oh, who would be the untouchables on the Red Wings? Dylan Markin, Raymond, and Cider are your untouchables. Mm-hmm. And I keep, I'm going to keep going back and this is not some like anti-vax, like conspiracy sort of a thing. Everyone's like, to get rid of the anti-vax problem with Bertuzzi, you just need to trade him away. This isn't like a locker room thing or a guy who needs a fresh start. The problem that's with him is going to follow him wherever he goes. I have mm-hmm. no doubt that Bertuzzi's a good teammate. It mm-hmm. seems none of his teammates have like thrown him under their bus or have said some off-color things or whatever. When the guy plays, he plays hard he voluntarily and i'm not saying this is heroic by any means this is not what i'm saying the guy plays hard he's voluntarily giving up conch or money from his contract um whenever he tests positive or whenever the team plays in canada to not get paid to you know have this decision he's Mm -hmm. not kicking and screaming he's saying this is my decision i'm going to stick with it Mm
0: -hmm. i understand the consequences i'll take it
1: i understand the consequences i'll take it and he's not like complaining or saying anything But this problem is not going to be solved. And it's like, oh, we need to trade him. And it's like, on the flip side, Bertuzzi's second in this team in goals. Yeah. I think people are underestimating how important he is just based off of his stance on this. Mm -hmm. Because he is going to have this problem with every other American. First off, you cannot trade him to Canada because he won't play. Uh,
0: But I will say there's only one Canadian team in a playoff spot at the moment. So... It wouldn't, but if you're training, if you're trading him before, before deadline,
1: you know, to a contender, but, but, but still he's, yeah, he can't play at home. He can't play in over half the games.
0: Yeah. No, I I'm <laughs> yeah, not, no, and, I'm not saying train him to a Canadian team. I'm saying you can trade him to an American team because it oh, wouldn't affect as much in the playoffs when they play that if, or when they play that Canadian team. My apologies. No, it's okay. My apologies.
1: Um, but still, you'd probably get that guy to then lock him up to some sort of a two, three-year deal.
0: That would affect to, other seasons, yes.
1: Yes, so that would still affect his regular season quota or his. If
0: those season. regulations are still in place next season.
1: Correct. Yeah. So I mean, on, it doesn't seem like it's that much of an issue right now with the Red Wings, as some people like to think it is. Mm-hmm. And this problem isn't gonna as long as the way things are are the way that things are. This problem is gonna stay mm-hmm. um, for. Period of time, and the guy is second on the team in goals, yeah. On a team that already struggles to score goals, yep. So, personally, personally, I would throw Bertuzzi into that list of untradeables, personally. So, those are your four guys, yeah. And then I guess Nadalkovich too, because you can't (laughs) get rid of him right now either.
0: (laughs) I don't know that I would put Bert on the no touchables list, but I would definitely put him in that unadvisable no like trade list Mm -hmm. like he wouldn't be somebody that i would be pushing to get out or um would entertain anything less than what he's absolutely worth yes you know um but my other untouchables are the same as yours i i don't know i hesitate to say to say that Ned is untouchable
1: He is. As it stands right now, yes. Uh,
0: Yeah, I guess as it stands right now.
1: Unless someone gives us like three first-round draft picks or something like that, but that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I think...
1: Leon Dreisidel for Nedeljkovic. Then I say yes.
0: There we go. Who doesn't do that? Right. (laughs) With the way Ken Holland's doing everything, might as well. One for one. Let's try it. Yeah. Let's try it. Absolutely. Anyways, um, did we want to talk about the All-Star Game?
1: Yeah, talk about the All-Star Game.
0: Specifically, uh, rookies?
1: (laughs) Specifically, rookies. We can talk about that, because I think we're talking about the same thing that we both saw today via the NHL Twitter accounts.
0: Yes. Um, Okay, so for those of you who are unawares with the NHL, the way that their All-Star Game is that... um, Players get uh, voted in, not voted in by fans. They they get invited. Certain players get invited. So, like for the Red Wings, Dylan Larkin got got invited to go to the deservedly so. Correct. Yeah, deservedly so. He got invited, and then they have a what's called a last men standing it last men standing vote, which means that they choose um, a couple players from each division, and then you vote based on that who you want to be in the in the game or at the competition. Um, And so for the Atlantic division, Lucas Raymond was in that list. All of us went and voted. You had, and this, this is another rabbit trail, but the NHL again, with the advertising and like giving people zero time to actually vote on those things. I think we had maybe, maybe 36 hours to get votes in. It felt like that, you know, like by the time people learned about it, it was like, Oh, I have, twenty four hours to do this and I can only vote ten times within this twenty four hour period. Yeah. Anyways. Um Lucas Raymond did get voted in. That's fine. Because that was popular vote. I understand. And then we had learned that the breakaway uh, competition was gonna be added back into the skills portion of the of the skills yeah, uh, whatever uh, whatever that All-Star part. Weekend. Whatever thank you, All Star Weekend. Um, back into the skills portion of the All Star Weekend, which is fun. Whatever. I think lots of people enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um where where I think our beef comes in is that so far, and this could change, but so far, Trevor Ziegris, another rookie, another very mm-hmm. good rookie, has in my opinion deservedly been invited to compete in that competition. Yes. He deserves it. He's he's a very good player. I think that his skills warrant that invitation. Yes. The problem is is that so far, no other rookies, including the number 1 point holder in rookies, have been invited to any of the skills. So, Trevor Ziegus will not be playing in the game, but he will be a part of that one skills competition. And so I think there are a lot of people who are sitting here and going, I'm sorry, because he had one really awesome assist three months ago. We're gonna, ooh, ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna Those push
0: him words. above other players. And look, I, this is nothing, nothing against Trevor Zegras. I think he is fully deserving of being in that spot. But because of that one assist, he is gonna get more recognition because he's air quotes more marketable than other players. Mm -hmm. Other rookies. I'm not saying go and have who's not in the, who was not chosen for the competition and is like 28 years old. I'm not saying pull a rando from a roster and have him in the skills competition. I'm saying have the young guys who are doing well, generating content, generating fun for their respective teams in that competition, because that's what kids want to see. They want to, they want to see the young guys do stuff. They want new people to root for. And it this all it just goes back to the NHL's inability to market themselves and or just shooting themselves in the foot when they try to. Because it <laughs> I am being a bit of a bit of a homer. I am. I recognize this. Yes. But there are also other rookies who are not on my team that I think deserve to go to that to the skills competitions. Mm-hmm you know i i don't know i this is just it's just a lot and i i'm hoping that they invite more people but i'm wondering why it's taken them like 4 days because if he's the only person that they're inviting out of the entire rookie class this year wh- what does that say to the other rookies in the league sure. they're just like hey you can't you didn't have this one you know, you haven't done anything remarkable. Air quotes. in In your season, so you're not going to get invited because we can't market you, and we're not even going to market this one kid properly because we don't know how to. Yep. I just, yeah, that is my soapbox. Also, side little side note, the the Red Wings fans who are like coming at Tyler Zegers for getting chosen and like accepting, back off, leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Get mad at been. get mad at the NHL. Do not talk to him. He is gonna fault. go have the time of his life. Doing something that he loves. Let him be. Mm-hmm. Go talk to Gary Bettman.
1: See, see, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw in uh, an ESPN or not ESPN NHL like thing. It's like ah, uh, Calder leaders based off of whatever our mm-hmm. our writers. They have Trevor Zegras number one. Yep, I know. Which I'm looking at the stats here. Trevor Ziegress doesn't lead in any rookie category.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know why that they have him number one?
1: Because of the assist. Because of the assist. Because it was memorable. Because people
0: have a problem.
1: Because See, they're not
0: looking at that. They're look yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go
1: ahead. He he's he he's four points behind Raymond in total points. Yep. He's a goal behind Raymond and he's three goals behind uh Tanner Janot from Nashville.
0: Uh huh.
1: And oh, let's just look at our friend uh Mo Sider, who's got twenty six points and is a defenseman. Yeah. The fact yep. that the Red Wings the Red Wings have three rookies that should finish one, two, and three in Calder. In Calder, Statistically, voting. in Calder. Statistically. Voting. If you wanna if you wanna talk about Nadalkovich. They yeah. they should have that. Uh-huh. But they won't because Right, because the NHL is marketing Trevor Zegres, who is a great player. Absolutely a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also a guy who has a minus 12.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's an offensive mm-hmm. player and a defensive liability at this point. Now, Raymond is a plus zero, so he's right at zero. And uh, Sider is a minus one. If anything, then Antoine Lundell should be should – be the rookie of the year because he is a plus 14 but he also mm-hmm. plays in the Florida Panthers who are absolutely nasty which by the way I figured out Anthony Duclair leads that team in goals
0: that's wild I don't, that's, that's wild
1: <laughs> um so as far as impressive rookie campaigns Trevor Zegers doesn't even lead in any category at all I know so why mm-hmm. is he leading in Calder mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me it, so, okay. and if if we get to this point and he's still not leading in any offensive category and Raymond is then leading in maybe goals and maybe assists, mm-hmm. and he somehow loses mm-hmm. the Calder,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm going to burn something down. I'm sure you will as well.
0: Oh, very very vehemently. Yeah. Yes. It just I um... the NHL doesn't know what they're doing. No. And like I guess the Calder part cuz that's uh uh, what is what is the word I'm looking for? That's reporter voted, right? Mm-hmm. The colder. Yeah. I okay, so. so that's not technically the NHL. That's reporters. But it all comes from the same general reasoning.
1: The boys club of the NHL.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that.
1: Which has gotten them into some trouble. But we won't get into that.
0: Just oh gosh. Past that. Yeah, but, that and whatever happened this weekend.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> Racism mm-hmm. is bad, folks. Yeah. Don't be racist. Just you know.
1: That guy got cut, right? I think I saw that. Mm, did I didn't.
0: Cut. I haven't been on Twitter enough to know what consequences were, but like, I'm pretty for, sure he got cut. Jeez, Louise. It's good. But, uh, yeah. Short background. Uh, an ECHL? Is that what it is? A minor league player made racist gestures to, uh, PK Subban's younger brother. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> and the NHL's, basically the NHL's response was, uh, racism, bad question mark. Don't do that.
2: Mm, very good. And
0: you're just like, what? Oh my word. Do something better. Anyways, we don't need to get on that soapbox. Just don't be racist. That's, that's our, that's our point. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but that is really my only rant about the all star weekend. Uh it's it's fine. I know it's really we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. It'll
1: be fun. Larkin will be there for the second time. It's we're gonna talk about it. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be good for especially exposure for a guy who needs more praise than Dylan Larkin, I think. I think he'll he'll be able to make some noise and be like, Hey, this Larkin guy, he's pretty good.
0: Yeah. In the 1950s radio voice. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like I have mixed feelings about the All-Star Weekend just in general. mm mm-hmm. um, Because I feel like a lot of diehard fans just do not care about it. Yeah. At all. And I don't, I don't know why I don't watch it a lot, so I don't know what that part of it is. But we gotta do something to make this more exciting. To make this something that people actually want to to A, be at, and B, watch.
1: Well, I think, they, I think they're trying. I, th- I think the three-on-three three is cool, um, but I think the All-Star game hasn't really been watched since the John Scott stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, maybe you need something else like that. I don't know, because hockey is just like, it's like the Pro Bowl with the NFL. It's not, you don't want to play full blast because you don't want to get hurt. The NBA, mm-hmm. you can get away with it because dudes will just shoot from half court. No one plays defense. and Yeah. They're just trying to do cool shit. And then MLB is a sport that you really wouldn't... You have lower injuries. risk of injury. Yes. Yeah. And so is is like the pinnacle of all-star game performances. Right. And so, but... Yeah. Uh, yes.
0: Anyways, that is our show for this week. Thank you all for being here and listening. Um, I really hope that you guys to watch some fun football. If you haven't, uh, go watch highlights. Please. <laughs> go see if you can find a full Please. game somewhere. Because you'll... You'll be there the entire time glued to that screen. Yes. Anyways, uh, we love you all. We're glad that you're here. Feel free to give us a like. Share us with your friends and family, because that's the best way to to get exposure for us. Uh, rate us five stars, and we will see you next week. Go Rams. Hey, everybody. This is Noel. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars, as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.